You're listening to the God Life Culture Podcast, where faith and what's trending collide. Hey, this is Eddie. And this is Miguel. And thank you for joining us once again to a new episode of the God Life Culture Podcast. Yes, thank you so much for tuning in to our new podcast episode. We are so excited that you have, you know, decided to listen to us and connect with us today on your way to work, on your way to school, on the go, or maybe you're just chilling back at home. Uh, we're just so thankful that you are listening to us today. We Last week, we debuted our new logo. We yes. debuted our new intro track. So we are still excited over that, um, you know, and just so blessed. Eddie, how are you feeling today? Today, I am a bag of emotions. I'm super excited because of the guests that we have today. I'm excited to be joining you again for a new episode, but I'm also so nervous. Nervous? I have... Um, aside, I always get nervous to do everything, but today is our first uh, youth service back for 2021, um, and they have me speaking at tonight's service. Um, and although I've preached so many times and I've emceed and I've done so many things, regardless of what you ask me to do at a service, I always get nervous. And I'm always the whole day just like worried and nervous and like a, a, a ball of just a mess. Uh, but Putting all that aside, yeah. um, I'm just excited and just looking forward. So if you hear me fluster, you hear me like <laughs> acting crazy and tongue-tied, it's because of that. How are you doing today? Yeah, I mean, I'm doing great. Like you said, I think we shared that um, emotion of excitement today because we have a very special guest that is joining us on this podcast Ooh. episode. One thing, if you tuned into our last episode, um, you know, you heard us say that this year we want to have other voices come on and, and share their thoughts and, you know, their opinions and everything that's happening around the world regarding, you know, our culture, regarding life, regarding, you know, things of God. So we are so excited because today we have our special guest that we have been telling you about and we're excited that she is with us today. So please welcome to the God Life Culture Podcast, right? Where you're at home, you can clap, you could do whatever, but help us, right? We are so excited. Help us welcome our guest, Anna Grace. Woo! Anna Grace, can you please say hello to our listeners? Hey, hey, everyone. I'm so excited. Thank you guys so much for having me. This is so cool. <laughs> yes, we are so excited that you're with us. Again, thank you for being with us. And, uh, you know, we just want to get right into it. But for those who may not know who Anna Grace is, they this is the first time they're tuning in, the first time that they're hearing you and listening to you. Who is Anna Grace? Wow, it's a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... I am, I'm just overall, I'm a worshiper and I take great pride in saying that, but I'm also a singer, songwriter, musician, um, worship leader at Axis Church in Long Island in Medford. And um, just overall, like a, a, a person who is humbled at just being able to do this thing called like just ministry and with music and, and things like that. There's like, there's so many great singers and worshipers out there and I'm just so humbled that God has has blessed me with the ability to write songs that will lead him, lead people to him. So it's just it's a blessing. Um, so, I mean, to sum it all up, Anna Grace is an extremely imperfect person who serves such a perfect God. So um, it really is an honor and a privilege to be able to say that that I'm a child of his and 
um, and that everything that I do revolves around him. And I don't mean to sound all preachy, but uh, experience, experience and, and, and life will just has just shown me so many times that, that God has just been the center of it all and his hand has been moving and everything. So that pretty much sums up who I am. And that's great. I think that's a great intro to who you are and also uh, the strength of your faith and your relationship with God because it's very evident. Um, yeah. And I know I know you for many years. I know of you for even more years. Um, but like I was saying in the top of the hour, um, even though I've been in, you know, been in church my whole life, been taking parts and everything from opening up a service to preaching a word, I still get nervous. What is your relationship with nerves? Is this something that you feel like you already got it down packed or is it something that still affects you to this day? Oh, no, no, no. I get nervous every single time. <laughs> like, <laughs> I got nervous even before this. So I'm like, <laughs> that's 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 a human thing. Um, and honestly, I I that's one of the emotions that I pray never leaves me whenever I'm going to, whenever I'm going to sing or if I'm going to be preaching or teaching or even doing something as simple as this, like a podcast. You know, I I never want to lose that feeling of being nervous because it just keeps me humble. Mm -hmm. It just keeps me reminded, like it reminds me and it, and it just keeps me grounded that, um, I can't, I can't just do this on my own. And, you know, every word that I say, I, I try to make sure that everything that I say is to edify and that it's to, to build up and to make someone chuckle a little bit. But, um, overall, I, I feel like being nervous is, is a healthy thing. Um, but there is a way to like go around it and to work around it. I know for me, like when I'm feeling like overly nervous, um, I just kind of try and like center myself in a way and kind of remind myself like, Hey, you know, you're, you're called to do this. You can do this. And, um, and to just remind myself that it's a privilege to do whatever it is that I'm doing right before I'm nervous, unless it's something wrong. And then, <laughs> then in that case, it's like, you want to think twice about it, but, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> for sure. I mean, not too long ago, just a few months ago, you released your first album, La Hora Dorado. It's the golden hour. And, um, you know, just listening to that title, the golden hour, you know, uh, what is the significance of that title and why did you choose it? Oh my gosh. This, first of all, this album is literally my baby. <laughs> I, I value it and I treasure it so much because I've, it's been, it's been about like four or five years um, just coming up with this album. So the reason why we called it the golden hour is because um, literally a golden hour is just, it's that precise moment in the day. It's like two specific hours, one in the morning and one in the evening where you're able to kind of see uh, the most beautiful image of the sun setting or the sun rising. And it's only within that window, just within that hour that you're able to catch like the best golden hour photos or like, you know, most people try and like catch that golden hour to do something that's memorable because visually it's just the most memorable moment. And the amazing thing about it is like, once it's gone, you have to wait like the next 12 hours to catch mm -hmm. the next one. So it's not to say that my next album is going to be in the next 12 years or something like that, <laughs> but, but it was just, um, it's about precision. It's about like a specific moment in time. And so this album was, uh, was created for a specific moment in my life. And it was ideally on my, on my, in my plans, I had hoped to release it so much sooner. In fact, like a couple of years ago, but, um, everything had to be put on hold. You know, I, I, 
I ended up getting married and then uh, this whole situation with like the pandemic happened and it just kind of put the date off so many times. But now, now that it's already out, I can see that um, there was a big reason why all of these songs needed to, to wait until now to be released. And, you know, like I said, I initially, when I first started doing music and, and working um, with my team of Passionatus Music Group, I was, I was younger. I was, I was single and, and, and like my mindset was just very different. And now that I'm a married woman and now that I'm a worship leader and, and all of these different changes in my life, um, these songs just hit differently and, and I can sing them differently. You know, I'm singing them from a place of experience. So each song has a, its own particular message, its own story. And, and each song really means a lot to me. And, um, so basically that, that's, that's the whole idea behind like the golden hour. It's just, it's a very specific moment. And we wanted to really, really show that which with each song. And that's also why the album is like, there's seven songs in there, but they're specifically selected these songs for this album. Like there's other ones that just didn't make the cut, but, um, it's not to say that they won't be released later on, but they're, they're the ones that were chosen for this one. Um, there's a big reason why. So a lot of it has to do with just being precise. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's something so important, the intentionality behind things. Um, you know, I love that you have, you know, this reasoning behind why you titled the album, The Golden Hour. And I think it's very important as, you know, creatives and as people who, you know, are involved in ministry or in music or in leadership that, you know, whatever you do, whether it's as simple as picking the name for something, how many songs are going to be on it, the title of the songs, right, that you are intentional with what you do, right? Yeah. Intentional with who you work with, intentional with, you know, everyone that's involved in the process. So I think that that's something great that, that you mentioned. And you said, and I know this is the same feeling for everyone who is a creative, um, where the things that they create and they put together means a lot to them. Um, so bringing somebody on to be part of your baby, like you called it, I know is not an easy decision. Um, you have a track called Volverati, and you have Blanca, who if people may know her. She's a solo artist, but even woof, years ago, she was part of Group One Crew um, as well. Um, so could you tell us a little bit about that collaboration and how it was working with her and bringing her to be part of your baby? Yeah, totally. It was it was an interesting experience. Um, I, I actually wrote that song like back in 2016. And, um, when, when I had recorded it in Brooklyn, it was like a live concert, did it then. And then, um, we, we kind of revisited it when we were like working on this album on the golden hour and we were like, Hey, maybe we should bring that song back and, and maybe, you know, we can, we can put it in the album. And I was a little bit like, oh, I don't know if I want to do that. Cause <laughs> I don't know if I want to mix like old songs that I've already released with new ones and stuff. But then it was like, man, that, that song is so, it's so powerful and, and it, and it does have a very strong message behind it. So sure, let's do it. But um, when working with Blanca was amazing, it was interesting because we we never we were never physically in the same studio working on it together. So I I recorded my part like in at one point, and then she recorded hers at another point in another place, and then um the producer ended up like taking both of our vocals and putting it together. And and I when I heard it for the first time, it was like 
oh my gosh, it was such an emotional thing. Um, aside from the fact that I'm, I'm a huge fan of Blanca's and like her, her voice is amazing and her testimony is incredible. Mm -hmm. And overall, as a person, she's such a cool down to earth person. So just her even accepting the invitation was like something like it was incredible because I'm, I'm a big group one fan too. And like, even <laughs> to this day, I still listen to their tracks, especially yeah. when I'm at the gym, <laughs> but like, um, yeah, so it was just, it was like a surreal thing to hear our voices singing that song together. And um, even more impactful was when she heard the song for the first time and she wrote to my manager and was like, hey, this song is incredible and nice. I can't wait to actually sing it. And um, at the time, she was also like really stepping into uh, her roots and like doing songs in Spanish and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So she was even more excited about it in that in that regard. Um, and so for me, having someone else singing a song that I wrote it was just very emotional because I know that that song came from a place of vulnerability for me. And, um, and I know that I, even for her having a chance to reflect on the lyrics and, and putting her own spin on it and like singing it, it's, it's, it's something very humbling for me as an artist and, and as a creative. And so it was a, it was a great experience. I, I wish we would have been able to be in the, in the room together recording yeah. <laughs> it, but, um, <laughs> but I, I think it'll happen. It'll happen again in the future for sure. But, um, it's, 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 it was an incredible experience nonetheless. Yeah. And I think, you know, first of all, it's great to hear, you know, we speak, I think our last episode was about collaborations and being able to compromise yeah. and work with different people and stuff like that. Um, so especially when it comes to the kingdom of God, you know, it's also a group effort. It's team effort yeah. is working with other people as well. So it's always great to hear when someone is vulnerable and they put themselves out there to work with somebody else and present to them uh, their project to see if they'll be willing to work with them. And they not only are they willing, but they're also blessed by it and enjoy it as well. Uh, so it's great to hear that you had a positive experience. So I'm guessing yeah. that you would love to continue doing collaborations in the future. Who would be your like top three people that you're like, man, if I can get these three people to do a collaboration with, it'll be the icing on top. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hard That's question. Amazing. That is a hard question. Um, well, to be honest, like, when I, it's very hard. It used to be very hard for me to actually sit with someone, especially like another songwriter and be like, Hey, do you want to work on this with me? <laughs> uh, funny enough, like the, this album, the golden hour was the first time that I actually, uh, showed someone my lyrics and, and they co-wrote some of the songs with me before then I was absolutely mortified of showing someone my lyrics because i was afraid of like someone saying oh this is like kind of whack can we <laughs> can we <change?" laughs> you know like i was so so nervous about that but this this album has a couple of tracks where i actually did get the opportunity to sit down with someone and and kind of bounce ideas back and forth and like come up with stuff but um to answer your question i think that a couple of people that i would probably would love to do a song with and Honestly, it's it could be an extremely long list, but I would definitely say Christine DeClario. I've been a huge fan of hers for many, many, many years. Um, I've actually watched a lot of her interviews and it's helped me to learn how to answer for interviews. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so definitely Christine DeClario. Um, Dante Bo, he's a, a an incredible, incredible singer and uh, just a super gifted man of God. And 
Um, and if I ever had the opportunity to just do some sort of, even if it's just a background vocal for Maverick City, I, I, yeah. that would be insane. <laughs> but that would be incredible. For, I want to be like know. in the background. Just put me in the background yeah. of the room. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll give the tissues out. I'll pass the tissues yeah. around. You know, I'll do that. On the album, The Golden Hour that, you know, you release, you have, you know, all your songs on there. They're all mostly in Spanish, but you have one English song on the album. Um, and again, speaking about intentionality, I'm sure there was thought behind that. And I'm sure that the song Stay Ready, which is, again, the only English song on the album, you know, has um, significance and an important meaning. What's the backstory to that song? Oh, okay. So... Stay Ready um, is a very loaded song, and there was a specific reason why we wanted to to leave that one in English. Um, uh, aside from the fact that like English is my is my first language, Spanish was what I ended up like just kind of I I, I learned it through the years. Like just as soon as I I was like a teenager, and then I started to like really pick it up and stuff. Before then, I only understood it. Um, and that was also a big reason why this album meant so much because it was like the majority of the album is in Spanish and that's just that was something that was really important for me but um, that song we kept it in English we were going to translate it but I was like you know what let's keep it as this because it's a little bit more raw a little bit more stripped down and I kind of wanted to uh, record it just exactly as it was written so right before we went into uh, this like into quarantine and we were just hearing talks about this, you know, there's this virus that's going around. Um, I was in my car. I was at, I was actually on my lunch break at work and I went in my car and I, and I started like getting these like lyrics that just started flowing out of nowhere. And I've had a lot of moments where it's taken me like, like anywhere from three days and three to five days to write a song. But this particular song literally took about 20 minutes um, during my lunch break while I'm sitting in my car, it was one of those things where I felt there was an urgency from the Holy Spirit to just not only, uh, to remind others, but more so to remind me myself, you know, like to stay ready no matter what. Um, I already, I, at the time I was already working on the album. I was coming up with ideas and concepts and just sketching things out. And in the midst of all of that, I got that song. Um, and like I said, it was it was super quick. And then right after that, we went into this quarantine and everybody was sent home and we were all on lockdown. And it was just, again, the, the Holy Spirit was just reminding me like, Grace, stay ready. Uh, I had no idea that the song would end up making the album. Um, when I had sent out the songs that I had written for The Golden Hour to our producer, um, he ended up selecting the ones that he thought would be best suited. And then uh, he heard Stay Ready and was like, oh, I think without a doubt, we need to put this song on there. And I was like, really? Because I, I, like I said, I thought the song was just going to be like a message for me and like, okay, I'll keep this to myself and amen, Lord, I'll keep it in my heart. But it ended up being one of those things where, no, it needed to be on the album. Um, and the reason why we specifically put it toward the end of the album because is because the, the the first six songs are very upbeat and they're very uh like they're all a vibe and they all have like their own cool feel and they're very like bubblegum pop type of vibe and whatnot and then you get like this super impactful hit song at the end and it's just like oh wow this is how it ends but yeah and um, even how you start the song like how yeah. you start the song I mean it immediately grabs your attention from the beginning 
Yeah, it's really raw. And the reason why we wanted to do that is because we wanted to remind everyone who listens to the album, like, yes, it's great to have fun. And yes, it's great to enjoy the music, but don't forget the purpose. And like, don't get so caught up in like the things that we're seeing, the things that we're feeling, the high and all that stuff. And we have to remember to stay grounded. And that was why we wanted to put it at the end. Like we were very strategic, even with the placements of each song, because I one of the things that my husband and I, we both really enjoy is hearing an album from beginning to end and kind of seeing a story within an album unraveling itself. And, um, you know, it's more than just, okay, put the hype songs and then put the slower mellow songs and then end with the hype songs. We, we wanted to kind of like have each, each track tell a story to then, you know, reveal this idea and this concept behind the golden hour. Like I said, it all ties back in with how literally how a golden hour looks. It's like, you're seeing the sun rising and it's beautiful and whatnot. And then there comes a point where it starts to set, and you're just reminded like, okay, the day is ending and a new day is going to begin. So we wanted to kind of translate that even with the structure of the album. That's great. I love how you speak about the importance of being intentional, even with the placement of what songs, uh, the order of the songs on an album. Uh, usually when I listen to an album, I don't put it on shuffle. I'm like, there has to be a reason why they laid yeah. out the tracks these ways. So let me hear it the way uh, that the artist intended for it to be heard. Um, and I think that you're successful when uh, doing it that way. You know, you touched on it a little bit about, you know, La Hora Dorado is the name of the album. It's a Spanish, mostly Spanish uh, tracks on the album. You bring in the English for Stay Ready. You know, and part of our culture as Latinos is that dichotomy of like English and Spanish. My mm -hmm. Spanish voice is completely different from my English voice, I feel. Um, yeah. Even when like your mom calls your name in English, but then when you're not listening to her and then she calls your full government name out in Spanish, <laughs> it has like a stronger feeling. Like it's like different. Um, yeah. Do you feel that that's even the same with like worship? Like when you worship in English is different from when you worship in Spanish. Yeah, I definitely feel that. Um, interestingly enough, like a lot of times, like especially when I'm having my quiet time and I'm praying and stuff, I've had so many moments where I'll feel like the Lord is speaking to me and in Spanish. And I'm like, this is so interesting because I think and I speak in English, you know what I mean? But I've had a lot of moments where it just, I don't know, it feels, it feels a little bit more intimate. And I've even had moments where like when I'm praying, I'm, I start praying in Spanish. And um, I, I also, I love the fact that I'm able to connect in my, with my roots that way. Um, you know, I, it, it might not be perfect. My Spanish might be a little bit rinky dinky sometimes, but, <laughs> but it, to me, it's like, you know what, this is, I'm not gonna, I'm not just gonna hang it up just because it's not perfect because there's, there's a lot of people who, who need to hear the gospel and not everyone speaks English, not everyone speaks Spanish. So it's like the more languages that you're able to, uh, to share the gospel and then, then amen, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, um, but I definitely think that it, it hits differently when it's in Spanish. <laughs> I have, um, I've seen, um, I don't know if you're in tune with like the, the worship music in Brazil, you know, like Cristina Claudio mm -hmm. did a, a song in Portuguese. Kim Walker did a song in Portuguese as well. Is there a different language that you're like, if I can get on a track with someone in said language, I would do it. Oh, absolutely. I, Portuguese is absolutely one of them as yeah. well. And, and so is Italian. I would love to do a song in Italian. I think that the language, it, it's beautiful. I tried to learn Italian when I was in high school and, and even when I was in college and I got the basics down. I mean, I could survive if I was in <laughs> Italy, but, <laughs> but if, if I could, if I could do a song in like Italian, I think that would be absolutely incredible. Um, 
I, yeah, it would, it would be amazing. I'm, I'm very interested in expanding, uh, my, my range when it comes to genres and also when it comes to languages, I think that the more, the better, you know? Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, you mentioned earlier that you, uh, you know, started your music ministry and when you started, you were single and, you know, as it kept evolving, different, you know, things in life started happening. And you mentioned that you got married. Uh, your husband, uh, is Emmanuel, right. Who is amazing, right. He's an amazing (laughs) violinist. Um, he played at my wedding, which, you know, people still talk about that till this day. Okay. They love that. And, um, you know, he's an awesome guy and I know that he has played an important role in your music ministry because he has filmed, um, many of the music videos for your song. So you had released a video for Soleado. You released another music video for, um, your recent single conversaciones that they're both on, you know, the album and both of those videos were featured on Primer Impacto. That's like, for those who don't know, that's like, you know, (laughs) the top news channel that every Latino listens to, like all over. I mean, if you want your song to be anywhere, it's, it's there, you know? And um, I remember seeing like your Instagram stories and videos on that, like your reaction and just seeing that, I mean, your hard work and just, you know, something that started off as an idea, you know, you're then watching it on TV like that, you know, and you know how awesome God is that your husband even played an important role in that so what is it like working you know with your husband in ministry on these videos and do you have any advice that you can give for couples out there who are working together you know in ministry yeah totally i mean working with emmanuel has been has been incredible i mean we've learned so much about each other not only as as husband and wife but also as like co-workers when we're working on a project um, when it came to working on the music video for Soleado and and for Conversaciones, there was a lot of moments where we had to remind our, we had to remind each other, like like yes, we are married, but right now we need to work on this project and we need to see each other as like the film director and the artist. And that was a little hard. I'm not gonna lie, especially you know when me, I'm a very playful person and I'm a very like spontaneous person, and Emmanuel is very like rigid and he's very um, detail oriented and. And he's very strict when it comes to like his, his filming and stuff, you know. So I'm 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 very like you know light in the mood, like every I'm all over the place and whatnot. But Emmanuel will will do whatever it takes to get the job done. And so sometimes there'll be moments where we we might bump heads and stuff. And uh, thank God you don't catch that in, in pictures or anything yeah. like that. But, <laughs> we see the final see product, right? <laughs> you just see the final project. Yeah, but um, we do have those moments, and honestly, I think it's incredible. And and even now we're able to see like why it's so important to to wait on the lord when it comes to a spouse um it it really is like the most important thing it can really make or break your 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 future um i know that when when me and emmanuel first started dating he didn't really have too much of an interest in 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 doing film and photography or or i should say that wasn't really something that he had his mind set on he he wanted to kind of focus primarily like on violin and, and, you know, playing at weddings and, and doing other things like that had to do more so with music. But it wasn't until he went with me to an event where I sang at the United Palace, which was an incredible experience. It was my first time there. And he, he saw just the architecture of the building and like the inside was beautiful. And, and he wanted to like photograph it and stuff. And then all of a sudden, like this, this interest just sparked in him. And then I filmed a Christmas cover 
and he was there and, and he just saw how the team that I was working with at that time, he saw how they were working with each other and just, it just sparked an interest in him where like, you know, fast forward to now he's, he's got his own company, Stark Media Creatives and, and he's got his own team and now he's his own film director. And so it's, it's so important to make sure that, you know, whoever it is that, that you're interested in, that you're really seeking the Lord's guidance on that. Um, because it, had it been one of those things where we just, oh, well, we're just interested in each other. And sure, you know, you're a musician, I'm a singer, let's just get together, you know, and you never know what ends up happening down the line. And something that looks perfect right now might not be perfect later on, and it might not be right for you later on. So I think even now, we can't really, you can't really focus on what you're seeing right now. You just have to trust in the Lord's timing. If God says, you know, not right now, then you're going to have to trust that there's a reason why he's saying not right now. And if he says, yes, you can pursue this person, there's a reason why he's saying that. And if he says, no, there's a reason it might be painful, but there's a reason behind it all. Um, and, and me and Emmanuel, we've had to trust in the Lord and, and literally be like, you know what, even if the odds are against us, if, if, if this is what God wants, then we've got to fight for it. And we've had those moments where, where we felt like the odds were against us. But we pushed and we and we continue to keep God at the center, which is so important. Like, I can't stress that enough. Um, that is honestly the most important thing when it comes to looking for another, you know, a spouse, um, keeping Christ at the center. You know, the Bible says it like the Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and everything else will be added unto you. The more that you're fully immersed in the word of God and the more that you're busy in the Lord, these things, these blessings will just start to appear. And to us, it'll look like, oh, this came from out of the blue. But in reality, it's in the perfect timing of God. It's just that we were so submerged in doing his will that the blessings just, they just seem like they appear, you know? And that's honestly one of the most important things that I would say is just to keep God at the center, no matter what, even if you're single right now, keep him at the center of your life and in every decision that you make. Because later on down the line, there will be repercussions, there will be consequences, you know, for those decisions. And yeah. I feel like because we trusted in God and because we kept him at the center, even while we were dating and engaged, now that we're married, we're reaping that and we're seeing the harvest. And it's, it's beautiful, you know, it's, it's, but it's because God was at the center. And I don't say that to boast. I say that to, to encourage anyone who's listening and who's in that mindset right now. Yeah, I mean, as you were talking and you were saying how, you know, even at like the United Palace, uh, he was there and, you know, he kind of got inspired there. And then at a Christmas, you know, cover shoot that you were doing, he got inspired there. You know, it's funny because a lot of times we forget that our obedience and the things that God calls us to do, you know, does spark and awaken, right? Yeah. And um, unlock even God's gifts in those who see yes. us. You know, so it's like your obedience to saying yes to, you know, being a singer songwriter, to being someone that God has called, you know, and your yes to going and taking that, you know, United Palace event, even though you may have been nervous, right? Your yes and, you know, deciding to do a Christmas cover shoot and all of that, all those little things played a big role in inspiring, you know, specifically in this case, your husband to, you know, do something and move in a certain direction that even he himself, right, didn't have that plan right it wasn't something that was expected so you know to our listeners you know be sure again you may be doing something that you may find you know it's it's not it's not working out the way you thought or you're not seeing the results you wanted or you may not know why you know God has you in that specific place remember that your obedience in that place and in that you know situation that God has you in 
may be unlocking and awakening gifts in those around you, you know? So mm-hmm. that's something that, that is super important. You know, we're, um, Miguel uh, started speaking about manuals, introduced the whole topic of your music videos. And I had an English teacher in high school who completely uh, changed my perspective um, when it comes to literature, movies, music videos, all of that, uh, because she ingrained in me to always find the point of view and perspective. Uh, So when it came to conversaciones, uh, for those people that haven't seen the music video, um, my take from it is that it has a very whimsical feel, um, maybe like a touch of Alice in Wonderland um, in there as well. Yes, that's exactly right. (laughs) (laughs) What is the, like, what's the purpose of it? Like, why did you guys decide to take that creative route? And then we'll jump into uh, Soleado, because I have a a question about that as well. I'm so glad you asked. (laughs) (laughs) So Alice in Wonderland is actually one of my top favorite Disney films. Um, And so what we wanted to do with it is that if you know the story of Alice in Wonderland, she's this little girl, falls asleep by a tree, and she's a very curious person, very imaginative. And she falls asleep and she kind of like wakes up in this this wonderland where everything that she's ever dreamed of is is real. And kind of like how the things that, you know, people would say is ridiculous or impossible in her world, it is possible. And so what what we were trying to do with conversaciones and um, and I think we did it pretty well was um, we kind of like uh, like in a way like, you know how the word says, like, you know, and I'm just paraphrasing at this point uh, to go into your into your your closet. And and when you when you're in there, seek the Lord and, and pray and stuff. So. Um, that was probably like the worst paraphrase, (laughs) (laughs) but I think it's along those lines. We got it. We got it. (laughs) So what we were trying to do was like, kind of show what it's like when you're really going into that place of, of just seeking the Lord. And it's like, it's almost like you go into this world of impossibilities that are now possible. And so that's what we were trying to to show with like me going into like this quote unquote hole mm-hmm. or at, the, at that point it was actually just like a, a bunch of like uh tree branches that were like <laughs> propped up against a tree and like going and pretending to go in there and falling into this like you know other world and then landing where in a flower field where there's like butterflies everywhere and everything's just beautiful and and I kind of wanted to show what that looks like when we're when we're able to go into that place of of just being alone with the Lord and just yes. seeking him and 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 that's the place where he reveals himself to us and and he shows us the plans that he has for us and and he shows us his glory and it's like that place where you're able to just be completely free and feel completely vulnerable before him and you're able to just kind of have that that time with him alone you know um i feel like there's there's so many times where where we kind of rely on uh seeking the lord in public or you know only doing it when you're at church or you know and kind of just feeling like you can only do that when you're with other people but mm-hmm. in reality there's a whole nother experience when you're able to literally have that time alone just you and god yes and i know that for some people it's it's a little bit of a scary thought because we get in, in our head of like well what do i say or how do i say what i want to say like do i have to say thou's and arts and stuff and it's like <laughs> how 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 do i go before him when i'm alone you know but in reality that's where you can be like just free and not even worry about what other people are thinking because he already knows anyway. You know what I mean? So 
what we were trying to do with uh, conversaciones is, is to actually show what it looks like for me, for Anna Grace, what it feels like when I'm in my quiet place with the Lord and, and yeah. I'm able to pray to him. And it's literally like I go into another place where I am free yeah. to tell him what I'm what I'm going through and to say, God, I need you. And, and to just express that to him to then wake up back to reality and be like, OK, it's time to go to work. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, <laughs> But that's literally what it's like. It's 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 more so to show what my relationship with him looks like. And it's it's very uh, what seems impossible is possible for him. Yeah. And I also think it's something very relatable. You know, there is a joy. There is a great feeling about congregational yeah. worship and being in church with other people that, you know, lifting up your voices to the Lord and all that great yeah. stuff. But when it comes to the intimate part of your relationship with God and just basking in his presence and like yeah. you said, being free is also a very important thing to learn how to not only experience, but enjoy. Um, now, you know, switching gears a little bit to uh, Soleado, you know, it's a different feeling you know it, it comes it's mm -hmm. like it starts off black and white you know uh, i'm not a fashionista but i think it was like 1950s fashion yes you've nailed um, it and, <laughs> point. um and then all of a sudden you open the door you go out and it's a completely different anna grace now the the the, the person in me that likes to like uh dissected is thinking oh is this Anna you know marking a different chapter in her life is there's like a switch uh, that's going on and this is why and this is how she's portraying it in the music video or am I completely wrong and it was a completely different purpose <laughs> uh, that you were that you guys decided to go that creative route with that video honestly that was spot on it was perfect um <laughs> So, <laughs> so we, we, the reason why we kind of did like that whole transition from like, you know, the, the, the fifties look into then going into modern day, um, is yes, we, we did want to have like that, that creative freedom of like, okay, let's play around with this and let's just kind of, uh, show something creatively that, that Stark media creatives can do, but also to show exactly that the, the, the transition of me kind of stepping out into something that's different, um, And, and it was, it was very different for me. Soleado was one of those songs that I was super nervous about because I was like, oh, I don't know how people are going to receive this. It's such a different vibe. It's a different genre and stuff. But it was one of those things where the message of the song was, it was too, it was too big to just not, to not release it. Mm -hmm. um, the song is basically just talking about the change that God can can do in your life when you have an encounter with him, not just when you know of him, but when you have an encounter with God, you know, there's a lot of people that know who God is, but there's very few people who know who God is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, And true. so, so Liado is, is, is showing what it's like when you know him. So we're kind of going from that black and white world where everything is just pretty like, you know, monochromatic. And then it's just like, okay, this is what it is. And then, entering into this place where there's color, there's vibrancy, there's unity is why you can see me like getting together with some friends. It's like representing, okay, when you meet other people who have the same faith and you're able to walk together and you're able to support each other. And then you have a moment where it's like, okay, I landed a pool party, <laughs> you know, and it's just to, to kind of break that, 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 that mentality of like, well, Christians shouldn't be doing this and Christians shouldn't be doing that. And, and it was like, no, no, no 
we we yeah we're in the world we're not of the world but just because we are no we we can still dance but we're no longer we've just switched partners you know what i mean like we're no longer dancing with the world we are now dancing with the lord and we are enjoying ourselves and and having a good time in the lord as long as everything that we're doing is continuing to revolve around jesus and as long as everything that we're doing is to continue to give him glory and praise um then 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 why why are we putting limits on ourselves um, one of the main, one of the main things that I, I just, I want to share real quick is like, when I, when I first released that cover of, um, Hello by Adele, and I did, uh, an inspirational version of it. I'm so that, glad you're talking about this. Cause that yeah. was the next yeah, topic we're going, we're going to, because <laughs> really? very, quickly, oh, cool. yes, very quickly, because you know, we, like Eddie said, we've known you for years, you know, in worshiping in church and, you know, we've supported each other in different events and our paths have crossed. And, you know, it's very evident that your platform has grown through the years, you know, new fans and new opportunities. And, you know, with all of that obviously comes a lot more critics, right? Yeah. And um, it's like they say, new levels, new devils, right? And sometimes, yeah. you know, you may find yourself where, you know, you have uh, something that you feel you should be doing and that you should put out there. And there may be people that really don't understand it or don't understand that mm -hmm. growth or understand that change that, you know, you've experienced. Um, and definitely referencing to, you know, that cover that you did of Adele's Hello um, a few years back. I know that ruffled some feathers. Oh, I know yeah. it did, you know, <laughs> so talk a little bit about that. That was horrific. It was the most horrifying thing. I, <laughs> I, I didn't expect the reaction that it got. It got, it, it really blew up. And it was, I remember it was so, it was so fast that the, the day that we released it and, and I saw that uh, someone had actually done, did an article on it. I was like, an article? Why am wow. I the topic of an article? And um, I remember just, uh, I called my manager and I was like, what's going on? And like, I'm crying on the phone because I was like, there are people who don't like me. And that was one of those things that I, growing up, I've always had that fear of like not being liked by people. Mm -hmm. And imagine that, like having that fear and then being a singer and, and not only a singer, but a singer who writes her own songs and, and they're, they're about God. It's like, it's, it's, it's a very scary place to be. And so I remember just being horrified of like, oh my goodness, there are people that like me. And then there are people that don't like me. Like, great for the people who like me, but what about the ones who don't? Why? Like, what yeah, do I and do for to those change their listening, Yeah. For those listening, the video, I mean, it went viral very quickly. So it wasn't yeah. like, you know, like 2,000, 3,000 people saw it and you had like two negative comments, right? Like a lot of people saw this video, yeah. you know? And I mean, was that, I mean, that moment in time for you, do you think that was maybe one of the darkest or like moments where you really questioned and had like a lot of confusion and had to really snap back out of, you know, snap out of that? Yes, because when that happened, it was like a it was like a, a a great thing, and yet it was a terrifying thing. It was great because I knew that it it really pushed um pushed my name out there, and it really pushed the the my music out there because before then I had had released my first single, and so it really it really pushed it out there. So that was great, you know. But at the same time, it was scary because I was like, man, I I don't want people to think now that 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 I'm like you know I'm compromising. Uh, the gospel because I want I I'm, I'm and I'm just slapping like a secular uh 
song instrumental on there just to get it out there and it was like no 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 which is why shortly after i had to release a video just kind of clarifying that the reason that i put it out there wasn't so that uh i can like get fame or accolades or anything like that on the contrary when uh when i was asked or you know grace do you want to do you want to do a cover to this song and 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 put it out i was skeptical about it too i was like i don't know if i want to release a song that's not my own melody and that it's a secular song and stuff but then i was reminded that you know there are a lot of people that who would probably click into that song thinking it's going to be a cover of the original song and end up hearing the gospel and yeah. it's just it's just uh creating less of an excuse for people on judgment day to say well i never knew about you know no one ever told me about christ or anything like that it's like no no no. there's been a lot of people who if they didn't know now they know because they were expecting to hear uh the regular cover and ended up hearing the gospel instead and i remember what made it worth it afterwards was the messages that i got in private of people that were saying and i'll never forget one in specifically that that stood out it was incredible it was a young girl who said I wanted to take my life away. And then I heard this song, which literally word for word was what I was feeling. And I, and I just decided, you know what? I have purpose for someone to say that after yeah. hearing wow. the cover, there's no way that I was going to be like, okay, let's take it down. Or no, no, no. I was like, all right, I have to keep doing this because God knows how many people are experiencing the same thing. And so it was the same thing with Soleado. When we put it out, there were a lot of people that were like, man, aside from the fact that it's very, upbeat and, and fun and stuff like that that message i want to experience that or there have been people that are like man that's exactly what my relationship with christ is like everything is brighter and everything is sunnier i see things clearer and and it's like that those those are the those are the messages that that just keep me grounded yes but also remind me of the reason why i'm doing what i'm doing and mm -hmm. it's just it makes it worth it and i think it's great um to, to have those moments, you know, God is so awesome that in the midst of all the, the hurricane that was happening and it's so easy to fall into the negative feelings that he allows us to get those nuggets uh, mm -hmm. when we hear back from other people about how God, how they were so blessed by the way that God used us, um, you know, and that's encouraging. You know, we don't always get that. You know, you don't get private messages from everyone that has heard your music, but you can trust in the Lord that there are people that have never told you anything, but have been so blessed, have been so mm -hmm. transformed, yeah. have been, you know, just just change because of the words and the way that God uses you uh, through your music, you know, and that it's difficult and it's part of the growing pains in ministry. Um, and it's tough because, you know, we're supposed to be, you know, the body of Christ. We're supposed to support each other. We're supposed to lift each other up. And sometimes, you know, people kind of turn on us. <laughs> which yeah. is not the best, no, uh, but, <laughs> but you know, they turned on Jesus. Why would they not turn right. on us, honestly? Right. And I think it's it would be very foolish of us to think that, that we will never yeah. you know, have to experience um, something like that. You made a reference to uh, your first single, I believe it's Jegare, right? Yeah. Uh, from 2015. Now we're here in 2021. What is, you know, like, how, how would you explain... Um, the, the difference between Anna Grace from 2015 to Anna Grace of 2021. Is there a difference or are you the exact same person? I want to say that the one thing that's exactly the same is I want to be, I, I want to continue to be raw in, in what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I don't want it ever to get to a point. And, and, and I say this so that, so that I continually remind myself 
never get to a point where I remove the name of God from my songs and always wanted to keep, keep it like, you know, in there. So that way there's never like this confusion of like, Oh, what is she talking about? Like, I want it to be clear what I'm talking about, who I'm talking about. And like, to, to, to just make sure that that's, that's translated through, through the songs. Like, okay, yeah, this sounds great. And yeah, this may sound like it's trending and whatnot, but there is a message and it's very evident there. And that's one of the things that I, that I see that has stayed the same. And, and I pray that, that, that continues to stay the same. And, you know, I, I pray that I continue to stay sensitive to the Holy spirit in that regard where it's like, okay, now I'm, I'm never, I don't want to get to that point where it's like, okay, I'm going to just remove him from the picture. Like, mm-hmm. no, 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 never. It, he's, it's always about him. Um, the greatest change obviously has been j- the genre. You know, I have, I've gone from, from doing like that praise and worship style where now we've entered into a very pop vibe and stuff. And, um, I never, I never also want it to be that, you know, people think, oh, well, she's no longer worshiping. Like, no, no, no. Worship is not a musical genre. Worship is mm-hmm. a lifestyle. Yes. It is the way you live your life. And, and especially when no one's looking, you know what I mean? <laughs> and so I am always a worshiper, no matter what. But um, the genre may change every once in a while, especially when I want to switch it up and I just want to try different things. I'm a very musical person and I, I am very open to hearing all genres of music. So if the Lord were ever to tell me, Grace, it's time for you to work on a country track. I'm so down, you know? (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. I mean, have you, do you think you've come to a place now with all of your life experiences and all the things you've been through? Do you think you've come to a place um, in your craft where you can say that you are free? Oh yeah, absolutely especially when it comes to um, working with other people. Uh, I feel a lot more free in that regard where I'm able to be like, okay, I feel comfortable sitting with someone that I don't know because I, I'm, I, I understand now that there are certain people that are gifted in areas a little bit more and, and that's okay. I don't have to be the best at everything. And I also, I am also, and I'm going to be very real with you guys. Um, I am, I no longer have that mindset of competitiveness. I think that that's something that a lot of artists struggle with. And some of them, maybe not vocally, maybe maybe it's not as, as transparent. Um, but to a certain extent, I think a lot of people deal with that, where it's like, man, this person is doing that, and this person is doing that. And, and you start comparing what you're doing to what they're doing. But I feel like once you get into that mindset of like, no, that person has been called for that. I've been called for this. And everyone has their own specific function and their own specific place where they're supposed to be. Then you're free because you're no longer comparing yourself to other people, but rather thinking, man, we're in this together. And so the way that I've I've been reminding myself um, is just saying, man, if that person is excelling and it looks like they're just reaching new heights. Well, if I have to to continue to to push their name out there so that they can continue to skyrocket, then I'm going to do that. And it doesn't it doesn't have to be for my benefit and I and it shouldn't be that I'm doing it so that they can do it for me. Like no no no. I'm going to push and and uplift someone else, you know. We are to cry with those who cry and laugh with those who laugh. We are to be our brother's keeper. We are to lift each other up when we're, you know, when we're down or 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 even when we're feeling happy about it. We are to celebrate with each other because you know what? Everyone has their day. You know, everyone is going to have their moment. And so if you see someone else is having their moment, 
man, celebrate with them. Yep. You know what I mean? And I, and I'm, I'm big. I'm, I'm, I'm so, I'm so glad that, that I no longer struggle with that or that I no longer think about that because that's a real, that's a real problem. Remember comparison can, can really like suffocate your gift. Yes. Yeah. And it's, it's also detrimental. You know, it's like yeah. I said before, where the body of Christ was supposed to lift each other up. So if you see your brother or sister being successful, it is not your job to tear them down is your yeah. job to lift them up. Yeah. And is there anything that we could look forward to that you could share with us? Cause a lot of times people are working on secret projects and like, yeah, I can't, I don't have the permission to tell you or whatever. Uh, but is there anything that you can, you know, give us a head up to look forward to that's coming from Anna Grace? Yes. So I am working on something. Um, I, what I will say is that I am working on a music video, so I, I can say that I, I can't yet disclose what song it is, but, <laughs> okay, but okay. I am fun. going All to right, say that. <laughs> <laughs> I am working on a music video and thankfully it is, it is going to be coming out very soon. And by very soon, I mean like within the next three to four months. Nice. So awesome. that's, that's, I'm very excited about that. I think it's going to be uh really fun. It's going to be a fun project to work on. You'll see it in my socials. Like I'll, I'll be of course in my stories and whatnot. I'll be posting it on there, but yeah, for um, sure. Can you tell yeah. us where, you know, our listeners can go and follow you and connect with you and your music? Sure. So I am most present on Instagram. Um, and that's going to be at Anna Grace official. So with one F. And, uh, but it's the same across all other platforms. So it's the same thing on Facebook, on YouTube. Um, and my music is available on iTunes, on Amazon, and any of the digital platforms where you're able to stream music. Um, you can find it there. But like I said, I am very much active on Instagram. So if you want to shoot me a message or <laughs> tag me on whatever, um, I'll be very present. <laughs> awesome. You know, we're very, you know, having you as our first official guest, especially for the new year, has been a pleasure and an honor. We can continue to talk Thank with you, you for hours. Um, <laughs> all that great stuff. Uh, but we are we have reached the end of the episode. Yes. And since this is called the God Life Culture Podcast, we have one last question that you can answer in like about 30 seconds. And you could try your hardest to do that, right? In the past you know, a few days, it could even be in the past, you know, week or even today. How have you seen God move in your life and in our culture? Mm. In my life, I've seen where even if I'm confused about something, if I'm able to go before him honestly and tell him I'm confused, he will reveal himself to me. And in our culture, I've seen that even it's the same thing, even if we're confused about something or even if we need God to reveal himself in a particular way, if we're able to persistently seek him, he will show himself. If we continue to knock, if we continue to cry out to him, he will answer because, uh, you know, God is faithful and, and, and there's, there's no depth that we can go to where he can't reach us. Once again, Anna Grace, we want to thank you so, so much for being a part of this podcast and being a part of this episode. We are so grateful that you took of your time to share and talk to us and to all our listeners. If you know you are listening right now and you did not take notes, you need to go back and <laughs> listen to everything that she said and take notes. There were so many, you know, great things that she mentioned um, and great quotes out there that you know you definitely 
uh, you know, go back and, and write that down so, you know, we can live this out. So thank you again, Anna Grace, for being a part of this. Thank you guys so much for having me. This is amazing. Yes. And to our listeners, be sure to follow us on all our social media, on Instagram, on Facebook at God Life Culture Podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you stream your podcast. Subscribe so you can be notified when we drop a new episode. Yes. And also make sure that you go to whatever music platform you listen to, whether it's Spotify, Apple Music, Google Play, and download Anna Grace's music. She has a great portfolio of music that is there that you're going to be blessed uh, to listen to and even if you don't know spanish download it anyways yes. listen to it let the holy spirit translate it for yes. you um and be blessed through that so once again we want to thank anna grace for joining us we want to thank you for tuning in to our new episode of the god life culture podcast that's god, god life culture. culture until next time see ya bye